A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Well, two of the largest agribusiness cooperatives in the state of Wisconsin have now become one. How easy is it to bring agribusiness together in uh, light of a pandemic and going into an interesting 2021? Joining us is Jim Lang, as well as John Creaser. They're both uh, board chairs for their respective cooperatives. Now working together as one. Uh, John, let's go back to when this conversation first started. As I understand it, you guys basically got a chance to jump on a bus back before the pandemic and tour facilities and get a chance to know one another. What what were your initial reactions uh, when you started interacting with the landmark uh, co-op board and kind of getting a chance to know their facilities, know their folks a little bit uh, better? What initially crossed your mind? Well, when both boards met on a bus tour the September of 19, I believe, and uh, we got on that bus and we basically were showing the landmark board and some management to our facilities that Countryside has. And it was quite interesting as the day went on, our co-ops are owned by farmers and our, our uh, boards are made up completely of farmers. And uh, after the day went on and you know, it probably wasn't so much the facilities that we visited. You know, we're very proud of the facilities Countryside had. But it's just to recognize, you know, those guys, you, may, you can say those guys, you know, we're a few miles apart, but we're so much alike. And, we, you know, we interacted so well. We're just like our next door neighbors or the neighbor down the road that you go and play cards with at night and stuff like that. We just got to know each other very well. And it was, uh, you know, it was so great to get to know a whole new group of people that we maybe see once in a while at meetings, but not really sit down and talk about the same challenges that both co-ops have. So, yeah. Was that the same for you, Jim? Did you recognize, uh, I mean, not only the kindred spirits, but the fact that both cooperatives were recognizing some unique challenges? Yeah, I, I mean, what John said is 100% correct. Uh, um when we got to start at first, the, uh, well, the managers, uh, they, they got together a couple times and presented to the board. And then uh, the executive committees met in uh, September, and it just felt like there's possibilities. And then we decided, well, how are we going to do this? Harvest is a month away and time flies. And <clears throat> so we did, uh, uh, ended up being a four-day bus tour. Uh, uh, first, the landmark board and management went up um to the Menominee area and met them and we toured for two days and then they came down bus for two days so um most of us spent four days together and when we got on the bus like John said we're just a bunch of farmers which is a really good thing but the bus was not silent when we got on the bus I mean we just started talking we're just a bunch of farmers we all got the same issues you know we had poor milk prices commodity prices it was raining. We had a terrible spring on both ends. I mean, it was a farming disaster there, but uh, it was all it was all good. I mean, we could just tell, you know, if it doesn't feel good with the board of directors, because then we don't need to go anywhere. And uh, it just did. And so we just continued on from there. And 
they have some great facilities. They have some facilities that needed some work, just like Landmark. We, we it, you know, we're all the same. It, it's almost scary how alike we are. And so it was all good. And, and that, that was the first thing. So got to ask it. So then after uh, after the idea that's been conceived starts moving forward, bam, we go where none of us have ever gone before. I mean, you you may have survived a, a flood or a drought, but bam, here's a pandemic that upends everything in your world and in agribusiness's world as far as supply chain, et cetera. So, Jim, when that started happening, when I think that initially we thought, oh, we'll get through this by summer. Well, it wasn't. So what crossed your mind? I mean, you're trying to manage it as an individual in your family, in your operation, and then you still have that additional responsibility to try to keep moving business forward. Tell me what, what that was like to walk in those shoes for a little bit. Well, I, after we did the bus tour, I mean, we got uh, the executive committees, we got together a few times and, and Frank and, and Jim were talking and then we met for two days up in uh, Toma to start working on the merger plan. And we, same thing, you know, we're both boards are sitting there and this pandemic is starting to come and getting closer and, Nobody knew what was going to happen. And, you know, the original goal was to have the merger done by early fall. I think before fall harvest was kind of the initial thought or intent. But then all of a sudden COVID came and it's like, whoa, now what are we going to do? And um, after discussion, first thing we said is, well, we can't meet in person. You know, we got to abide by everything that's going on. So we still kept the communication lines going, but then it was decided that I, we probably should just keep the merger talks going. But as far as having a, a date, as far as a merger board, et cetera, we should probably just hold it off for a while. And we held it and it was decided for a March 1st. And when all said and done, it was a very, it was the right move because there was a lot of moving pieces and, we didn't want to rush it. And I think not, and the COVID thing is a terrible thing. Don't get me wrong, but that really helped, I think, out this merger to just delay it. So we had everything done as possibly correct as we know and could do. So it, uh, hindsight, it was good, but it was uh, very interesting. I don't know, John, I guess if me and you had a dollar for every time we had an email, a talk, a phone call at 6.30 in the morning before we got in the field, just talking about everything, you know, co-op and then the farming. It's, uh, yeah, it, it was good. It was good. And and the communications with me and John were just fantastic, very open, never nothing hidden. It was with the whole board. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the pandemic, it just, uh, it's, everything that we did to, to get here, it was uh I don't know how we could have done it, but we had great people to continue on with it. And we we're all dedicated to keep moving forward on it. So sure, sure. unconventional is what I think for sure. Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever think you'd be doing so much farming on a video screen, John? No, I never did. Um, and I'd say the pandemic, pandemic COVID, you know, I experienced it. It's, it's a tough thing to go through. And I know some families, had tougher situations than I, but on the hindsight of all that, I would say our agriculture, 
our farmers have learned to do so much more online DocuSign, multiple things, and even the co-op's numbers show less travel and dollars into that area. And uh, so I'd say what, you know, we thought maybe 10 years from now we'd be at with the Zoom meetings and things like that. I'd say the whole industry stepped ahead in about the last nine months to a year of learning how to streamline some of these things, maybe for say, and, uh, um, but I will guarantee you this whole board, this new board here, especially, and the old boards, you know, and we have these zoomings, we strive to be in that room with everybody because you pick up a little bit more and it, it's just, you miss some of it, but the zoom meetings, we do get it done and that's great. So. Let's talk about where we're going from here now, boys. John, I'll start with you. Tell me about what excites you this next phase and what issues or challenges you still recognize have to be worked through. I would say the biggest challenge or the, or not the biggest, but one of the real positive things is to help protect our farmers' equity that they've invested in this co-op. You know, we promised them to retire them out when they, reach the age of, of 70 or 78, whatever it may be. And uh, that's a great thing. And in agriculture, farming always changes and there's highs and lows in the market. And hopefully with putting this co these co-ops together, I mean, they've had legacies, great legacies, both of them, supporting a the farmer and, and trying to get the most competitive price they can form. That continues. And and, uh, you know, Landmark is a much larger co-op in grain than what Countryside is. So some of their expertise will really help us, you know, I think in our world a lot, helping market grain. And then the facilities that, um, you know, we can trade off the Mississippi River, we can trade off the Illinois River, and you got the rails, there's multiple for fertilizer and different things like that. There's more opportunity for all our farmer members, size and scale always helps. What about you, Jim? What do you see? What excites you about uh, this new phase and what other issues do you still see everybody having to work on? What excites me is the future is endless for this company. Um, it wasn't a traditional merger, meaning you're not merging with your next door neighbor. So we didn't have to... Uh, you know, two feed mills in one town, well, which one goes, if any of them, you know, we didn't have any of that. So that just made it that much cleaner. Yes, we are doing uh, at both co-ops, um, taking care of some facilities that needed to be taken care of a long time ago, and it had nothing to do with the merger. But so that that's one thing that it's it, excited me. Um, like John said, the logistics, the opportunities that will be out there and a lot, not a lot, but some of has taken place already. And uh, for purchasing of products, um, getting better insurance rates for the employees. I mean, it's just endless. The, the size and scale of things that uh, the, the, the size of this company will bring is, is really positive. And, and I've always said, um, Bigger maybe isn't necessarily better, 
but it's survival nowadays. You talk to a lot of people and especially in this industry with uh, narrow margins and, you know, we thought we were going to have good margins going into this year, but, you know, as of late, fertilizers are going to be taking it away and it might look a lot different next year, but we'll have a better opportunity of surviving as a company. And hopefully we can pass some of them savings on to the farmers. And uh, I, I think the employment thing is a big thing. It's, it's going to open up more versatility for us to get um, good quality people. And just say, for instance, somebody's working in the South region and maybe they got a place up North. Well, instead of driving four or five hours, maybe if there's a job opportunity in the North region, if their family wanted to move, they could move up there, maybe only be two hours from their um, uh, place up north. So it, it, it's just opening up a lot more opportunities for, for a lot of people. Thanks for the insights, fellas. That's Jim Lang, along with John Creaser, two independent board presidents that are now coming together under the new merger between Landmark Services Cooperative and Countryside Cooperative. We'll be keeping you up to date on new details as far as the name of the unified entity and some of the special events that they'll have coming up to bring the groups together. Just follow us at MidwestFarmReport.com. I'm Pam Yankee.